Karen Feeler, and along with me is Beth Chesterton. We're glad to have you join us today for a new Possibility Podcast, offering guidance and advice on the possibility of someday becoming a CEO. Joining us today is Lauren Herring, CEO of the Impact Group. Welcome, Lauren, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Sharon. So let's start with the Impact Group. Tell us about it, what it is, what's your mission, and what's the service you provide to people? Sure. So Impact Group is a global career and leadership development company, and so we are all about helping people find and grow in their careers. And... um, We have three main areas of support where we're helping people transition into a job within their uh, role or within the company and then potentially out of the uh, the company as well. So we support with uh, relocation uh, support and helping the spouse and family find jobs uh, when there's a corporate relocation transitioning into the company. We help with leadership development work as someone is growing the corporate ladder and um, And then we help with people finding jobs if they've had to leave an organization. And uh, we, our mission is to make a positive impact one relationship at a time. And our vision is to build a better world by helping people to find and grow great careers. So uh, I feel very blessed to be in a role that makes such a difference in people's lives right. because what a we, great, great name yeah. for the company too, yeah. the impact. <laughs> well, we make an impact. That's yes, what we're all do. about. Yeah, you do. So how long have you been in this role? I have been CEO of Impact Group for just t- over 10 years now. Oh so it's shocking oh. to think that yes. it's been that long. I've been with the company about 19 years Impact Group is a second-generation women-owned business, so I am the daughter of the woman who started this business. So we had we have two female CEOs right in a row, and that's exciting. One of the things that we do in our leadership development work is support women in leadership. We have a whole focus on helping women get into the CEO role or at least the C-suite and uh, so that's something we're passionate about, and we feel like as a second-generation women-owned business, when that's something perfect. that we have uh, something to say. Yes, in so this you've, area. Got a, you've given a lot of thought to women and advancing, and particularly CEO. And you've the last ten years, you've taken this company in a a totally uh, wonderful direction. That it was always on the path, and you've really expanded where the company is. It, and and part of that was also uh, recognizing that we needed to continue to change and evolve. Um, when I took over as CEO, we had a very successful business supporting the relocation industry, helping people relocate with their companies, uh, helping people find jobs when uh, they've been laid off. And at the same time, I recognized that we had an opportunity to be more strategic partners with our clients by taking our core competency, which is coaching, and applying that to helping people grow in their careers with leadership development and and play more of a strategic partner role with our clients as well. Great. So what in your background, teenage years, college years, early career years, what are the things you think you did that prepared you to be in this CEO role? I would say the biggest thing is that my parents were just very supportive of 
whatever it was that I wanted to do, but they never limited me and never created limits. And I would say my mom especially was really powerful at making sure that I knew I could do whatever I wanted. And while that included potentially taking over the family business, it was never expected that that was going to be the plan as well. And so in some ways, when I at 23 or so joined the family business after uh, I had taken a a year after college and uh, done some other types of work. It was not the plan, but it uh, evolved that way. And what I agreed with my mom at the time was, okay, this wasn't initially the plan. Uh, at At the time she had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. So I decided to come home and just be with family and work at the business. And we agreed that if this ever didn't feel right, that it could change. And that was okay. And that was actually one of the career lessons that I feel like I learned early on was that no path is uh, is permanent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really, that you always have permission to make a different decision. Right. I love that. Now, you did some interesting things, though, before you, you uh, came to Impact Group with uh, helping women in... Uh, other countries? Yeah, so after college, I took a year where I did service work and volunteered helping people start small businesses. And um, so it was a form of economic development in Puerto Rico where I would recruit people to start small businesses and then work with them to create a business plan and a pro forma and then get them ready to present a plan to the bank and get financing. And so I helped uh, a, a woman with a catering business. I actually helped men as well. So I helped a man with a a tow truck uh, company, a towing company and a extermination company. So we had all sorts of different types of small businesses that people in Puerto Rico uh, really allowed them a tremendous freedom, financial freedom compared to what they were used to. So those kind of experiences, do you think this is something you would recommend to young women today? I mean, was it something that that helped you become a better leader uh, doing what you're doing today? Well, it certainly just showed me possibilities. It helped me understand that that how blessed I am uh, to see people in very different circumstances. Uh, I've always had uh, a heart for service, and that's why at this point in my life, even though uh, we're in a for-profit business, I I feel like I'm still able to serve by being able to support people in such an important role as uh, helping people find great jobs or grow in their careers. I, I just know that by people living more engaged lives in their careers, that they're able to be better parents, better spouses. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it all comes back to just um, helping other people, making well, an impact. Well, you do a lot also for non-for-profit groups. You're involved in mm-hmm. several of them. You want to talk about those a little? Sure. I am involved in uh, several organizations um, at the... Um, local and regional level uh, in St. Louis. So one is Connections to Success, and uh, we're all about uh, stopping the cycle of poverty and giving people uh, hope, resources, and a plan. And that really aligns with the work at Impact Group as well, because 
it's not necessarily just a quick fix to mm-hmm. stopping the cycle of poverty, but really helping people understand what they need to do mentally and as well as the effort that it requires in order to move forward, but that it does make such a difference uh, mm-hmm. long term and that not only are they turning their lives around, but their kids are going to college and so forth. So that's exciting for me. Uh, I'm also involved in COCA, which is the uh, Center for Creative Arts, and uh, I'm a big believer in the fact that uh, creativity is huge in business and other uh, other endeavors, and so uh, the arts play a role in helping to grow innovation and creativity in young people. And uh, so in all the focus that we have on STEM, I also support the STEAM approach, so science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Yes, yes, good. Uh, And then I'm involved in some uh, civic organizations at the Regional Chamber of St. Louis. Okay. Uh, And would you recommend for even high school kids, young women um, in college that they consider getting involved in non-for-profit organizations? And what are the advantages of doing that? Well, I think it's great to get involved at any age because it demonstrates uh, that um, you're involved in something other than just serving yourself. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that when you give of yourself then you get quite a bit in return. And so what I've found in my nonprofit work is not only do I get a great feeling about the work that I'm doing, and I make sure that I'm, I'm selective about what I'm engaged in, that it, it has to be something that I feel passionate right, about. That, that you're interested in. Yes. But, but then from a networking standpoint, right. uh, especially in... A community like St. Louis, but I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm sure it's everywhere that by getting involved in other th- uh, organizations and activities, you're broadening your network and that is enabling you to make connections that can help you down the road as well. I certainly have experienced uh, benefit from my right. nonprofit activities as well, and that's not why I do it, but it's definitely a benefit. That's true. Now, you also went to uh, graduate school after you got your your undergrad. Tell us about uh, the MBA you've got. Yeah, so I went to Notre Dame for a marketing degree, and then I ended up going to Washington University in St. Louis for an MBA. And I did that while I was working, so I chose not to take time away, but rather to do that uh, on the side. And I was really pleased to have done that. I mean, I feel like it gave me additional credibility in growing my career uh, and as well as confidence. Mm -hmm. And so just uh, even though uh, I already had a business degree as an undergrad, I feel like having the MBA just gave me that much more uh, boost. Right. Yeah. So this is something you would recommend to to women after they get in their career and start to get established to make sure you consider possibly going back for an MBA. Yeah, I think it's a consideration. I don't think it is a requirement, right? but it is one of those things where depending on the organization that you join, it might be a requirement. And so just knowing where you want your career to go mm-hmm. and having an idea of, do you like being at small companies? Do you like being at big companies? Right. Um, 
and understanding how different careers or, or degrees might help you. Uh, it's not something that I think is a requirement for everyone, but it definitely should be considered. Mm-hmm. So you work with uh, a lot of women, obviously, in, in not only your professional career, but also in the ex, you know, things you do externally. So what do you see as some of the pitfalls that women might find themselves in if they're not conscious of things that they're doing right um, or, you know, things to avoid? Are there any things you see that you could give advice of, you know, this, this is something you want to just be aware of? You mentioned the confidence, making sure, you know, the, for you, the MBA gave you confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain things you would say, uh, beware of this and, and, and don't get, fall into this path? So for this question, I'll actually respond with what we call our career accelerators for women in leadership, which are personal effectiveness, business acumen, and corporate visibility. And what I mean by that is that naturally you need to do a good job at your day job. And so that's what I mean by personal effectiveness. And You you can't go into this without producing something that people want. <laughs> exactly. But the challenge is that a lot of times women think that alone will oh, get them right. where they want to go. Right. And that is not enough. And so we were talking earlier about the importance of having um, uh, line jobs versus staff jobs or P&L responsibility, operational experience. And um, and so, like, if you were to have a conversation, a, a lunch with the CEO or CFO, would you be able to hold your own? Do you know the business of the business? And so that's what I mean by business acumen. Um, and then the other piece is corporate visibility. And so do you know people that are influential in your organization that have the potential to uh, support your career and say, yes, Sharon is ready for that next promotion. I know her and I trust that she is going to do a good job. If you don't know people that are willing to put your hat, your name in the hat, then you're right. not going. You're not going to yeah. be going to that next level. And that's actually something that I have started uh, to write about and speak about more, which is the value of sponsorship mm-hmm. uh, and f- finding sponsors, not just mentors. Right. We, we, we differentiate the two on the website, the difference between, we call them supporters and mentors, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very, very important to have both, but understand the difference between them. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. that's, that's great. You've got the, uh, the pillars already established. So when you think about becoming a CEO or CEOs you know, do you see any traits that that you believe are really important traits for people to to have? Is are there there are certain things? I mean, of course you've got to be competent in kind of what what you're doing and probably a, a lot. We've got 17 of them listed, but we actually in talking to people have also been hearing some some new things and and I'm just wondering, do you have thoughts on what what are some of the traits you see as maybe for yourself? Why, why do you think you're successful? What are the traits you have that really are important? Well, I think it is important to be a risk taker uh, as a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, not recklessly, obviously, right. but uh, finding opportunities to uh, to challenge what the current state is and move beyond. 
Um, and then, you know, when I think about just leadership in general, I think about the importance of bringing others along. And it's not just taking charge and <laughs> moving forward, but how do you inspire the vision so that other people want to come along? They understand the why of what we're doing um, and, and that you're coaching people along the way. Uh, so that they're growing. Um, that's one of the other things that I feel like I've been effective at is is putting together a great team of people that support some of my weaknesses, in fact, mm -hmm. that really are helping the company to do great things because uh, as a leader, I can't do it alone. Yeah, and no one is good at everything. Yeah. And it's important, I think, to recognize, you know, where where is an area that, that my team can really help me? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're very attentive to that. Yes. Well, I, um, I've had lots of opportunity to learn as well. Like I said, I've been in the CEO role for 10 years. I was about 30 when I took over. And uh, here I am 10 years later at 40. And I am excited about the road ahead because I've had so much time to learn, <laughs> sometimes from my mistakes along the way. But uh, I also just recognize that... that um, there's, there's opportunities to continue to grow. Great, great. Beth, do you have any issues that come to mind? Well, I was thinking, Lauren, about now that you're at the 10-year mark, as a CEO, what are some of the areas of focus that you have in your role? Well, I'm definitely focused on growth. And so, like I said, I've got a great team at the moment that I'm really excited about and that we are uh, focused on taking our sales and marketing organization to a new level. And, and so one of the things that I'm doing to support that is how do I build my personal brand as well to support the business brand. And so that is a big focus, uh, both in terms of uh, writing, blogs, um, doing some video work as well. So just really uh, putting myself out there as a leader to grow the company brand is, is one key thing that I'm doing. I think that's an interesting point. It came up in a conversation, I think, yesterday as well, is the idea that you're growing in your role and you're always learning mm -hmm. so that you can bring even more to the role. Yeah. It's interesting. So um, I guess I would think if you were to think of uh, young girls, what would you say would be sort of an exciting part of being a CEO that you could say that for them to consider? Well, what I would say for a... CEO of an entrepreneurial company. I, I can't necessarily speak to this for a, um, a large corporation, but uh, what one of the things that um, being the CEO has benefit is that I, I have lots of flexibility. So I work really hard. I might work long hours. I might work over the weekend, but if I want to uh, do that in a different location or something along mm -hmm. those lines. There's opportunities to uh, to flex the schedule. Um, so I mean that's kind of just one area that would potentially be very attractive to young girls. Yeah, <laughs> and I think so especially and, if you've got children, you know, yeah, it gives absolutely. you a more flexibility. Yeah, and and I would say that that's uh, one of the exciting things about uh, being an entrepreneur is the level of flexibility that you have. I mean, you're working really hard, uh, but at the same time, the business is yours and you can do what you want. And so that is a, a fun and exciting position to be in. And um, 
And so that's something that as, as you know, the startup scene is really hot, you know, today, and I'm sure will continue to be, I mean, there's a lot of focus on startups, whether it's in technology or, you know, other areas, I think that's something fun to consider. And what just one benefit that in, in our family, my husband is an entrepreneur as well. And so as a family, that gives us a lot of flexibility. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I were to, to think a little bit more uh, holistically, uh, about um, as a CEO, uh, you know, one of the things that I ask people a lot in my organization is like, if you had to take over my job today and you were in my shoes, what would you do? And a lot of times people cower from that question. It's a scary That's a great question. question to ask your staff. But so it's, it's funny because a lot of times the first response I get is, oh my gosh, I would like run back under the covers or something <laughs> like that. But, um, but it is something, it's like, by opening up your mind to the possibility of being in charge, that what, what freedom does that give you as, as a person, as a human, to, to then make a positive impact on, mm-hmm. on other people's lives as yeah. well? So that's one of the things that I think about a lot when I think about growing our organization and... Uh, the work that I do, that not only do I get to make a positive impact on our clients uh, through the work that we do, but you know how how can impact group as an organization make a positive impact right. on on our employees through raises and bonuses and um, you know innovation and sending kids to college and that kind of thing. Exactly. Obviously, it's it's those people's work, but impact group is the vehicle to do it. Yeah, yeah. So is there anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to add to the conversation? Any kind of advice for the 10-year-olds, the parents of the 10-year-olds, the teenage girls, the young college women? Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything we didn't talk about? Well, I have a six-year-old, and so I am very focused on the topics that we're talking about in terms of building confidence and understanding our power. And so... You know, a couple of the things that just come to mind of things that I am constantly working on with our daughter is just that we don't need to be perfect, that uh, trying our best is oftentimes, um, you know, uh, the most important thing Mm -hmm. and that we don't necessarily need to strive for perfection, that we need to... um, focus on what needs to happen and just make that happen and, and, um, move things forward, making progress. Um, and, and the other thing that I am working on as well is the, the concept of growth mindset. And just cause we don't understand something yet doesn't mean that we won't get there or just because we haven't completed something yet. Right. That, there's always tomorrow for us to continue the journey. Never stop the growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, Lauren, thank you for joining us here today. And you've got great words of wisdom that we appreciate you sharing with us. Thank you. So thank this you. This has been fun, Lauren. All right. Bye, guys.